Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, travel roaring back. Passengers bracing for a busy holiday weekend at the airport. From staffing shortages to schedule changes, we're live with what we all need to know to get to our destinations. Then, faith and food. Spiritual leaders sharing the special meaning behind this Easter and Passover. And our Joy Bauer cooking up two recipes to add to your menus. And get ready to boogie. Music superstar Usher showing off the new 30 Rock Roller Rink. And we get in on the fun. Today, Friday, April 15th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, and welcome to the third hour today. The party continues. I'm Chanel here with Uh-oh, Al. Usher steady. Yeah. <laughs> we just saw that video, and I was like, I remember back going to roller skating rinks, and it's like, maybe the boy I like will hold my hand. You just held hands and roller skated with Usher. And you know what stinks is I couldn't receive it because I was just trying not to fall. But we get a do-over. Look, look like you were receiving it pretty well. We you were getting something. Are you like my I'm just, father? I'm just saying, you, like you were having a pretty good time for a married woman. You're gonna, oh. oh, look. Uche's on the phone. Oh, y'all are the worst. Yeah. We're going to put your skates on coming up a little yeah. bit later this morning. I'm not going to hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, as we head into the holiday weekend, get ready for what could be a busy few travel days as millions head out to celebrate Easter and Passover. But it comes as airlines are still struggling to keep up with the surge of spring travelers. NBC's Belene Alexander is at the world's busiest airport, Hartsfield-Jackson there in Atlanta. So, Belene, what, what can travelers expect this weekend? Well, Craig, guys, they can certainly expect to see a lot more travelers as they're working their way through the airports. In fact, the world's busiest airport is living up to its name this morning. Officials here tell me they're expecting to see nearly 2 million travelers over the holiday week, and that's just at this one airport alone. So when you look at the landscape across the country, travel is certainly picking back up. In fact, TSA has processed 2.1 million travelers every single day over the past week. That's about a million more than what we saw last year. That's almost back up to pre-pandemic levels. But at the same time, while travel is picking back up, some airlines are struggling to keep up with this growing rush. In fact, they're still hampered by staffing issues caused by the pandemic. So airlines like JetBlue have already had to cut back on some of their scheduling leading into the summer. They're slashing flights by as much as 10%. Alaska Airlines down by about 2% going into the summer. Uh, so certainly some concerns there. Now, when it comes to, though, making sure that you don't get on delayed flights, experts say that you should just book earlier in the day as of course as those delays start to stack up it's going to be harder and harder to keep uh, flights on schedule so if you really don't want to get a delayed flight try and fly out earlier guys and Blaine another part to all of this all over the country the average number of COVID cases is up 23 percent just over the last couple of weeks how will this spike affect flyers 
It means that they're going to have to stay masked up. It means that the mask mandate has extended until at least May 3rd. That's in airports, that's on airplanes, that's on transportation as they get out about this weekend. So that's certainly something that flyers are going to have to know and going to have to make sure that they uh, stay aware of. And it's also something that airport officials are enforcing as well, guys. All right, Blaine Alexander there at uh, Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson. Looks like it's already pretty busy. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. it was the busiest airport in, in the world. world. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you, Blaine. Uh, a lot of those travelers this weekend are going to be heading to see family and friends to celebrate Easter. And ahead of the, uh, the holiday, I caught up with Bishop T.D. Jakes. His Dallas church packed with thousands of folks every Sunday, broadcast to tens of thousands more online every week. Bishop Jakes shared this message about the power of faith. What should the resurrection of Christ, what should it mean to Christians on Easter? It should mean that there is hope. It should mean that we cannot judge any particular incident in our lives in isolation of outcomes. It should mean that there is someone bigger than ourselves that ultimately has to raise all of us up because we cannot raise up ourselves. Uh, it should remind us to be more loving because, because Jesus, at the epitome of his pain, was praying for his oppressors in a way that is challenging, in a way that is exemplary, in a way that flaunts the fact that love is not selfish. And there he is in the midst of his agony, praying for the forgiveness of the people who caused the agony. Forgive them, Father. For they know not what, what they, they do. do. And we need a lot of that right now because we are not in the mode of forgiving anybody for anything. And so I'm hoping that the uh, Orthodox day that we celebrate Easter would become a mandate for us to rethink how we handle people that disagree with us. It's wow. a good That's idea. So That's a timely message, isn't it? Bishop Jakes, uh, you know, mm -hmm. he spent some time talking about forgiveness there, but he also talked about suffering and, mm -hmm. and, and pointing out that for Christians, the cross itself is the symbol of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the cross symbolizes suffering. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians don't like to, to talk about how important that is yeah, to our is. faith. So. Can't have the joy without the suffering. No, no. God of the valley and, and God of the mountain. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation about faith. Uh, with both a rabbi and a reverend that you know very well. That's right. Our, uh, our, one of our priests, our reverends at uh, our church, uh, is going to be here a little bit later. Looking forward okay. to that. All right. Well, speaking of celebrating, it was a big night last night for our entire Today family. Uh, that's right. Our own Savannah and Hoda inducted into the Broadcasting and Cable Hall of Fame. There's our part of our <laughs> NBC family who was there last night, and it was a really special, special occasion. The two of them were just terrific in their acceptance. In speeches, so uh, and the we speeches guys look great. great. Yeah. We got to dress wonderful. up, but it was also it, the humbleness, the humility that they showed up on the stage. Yeah. You know, and, and Hoda talked about how we always think we're not worthy, and yeah. Savannah told the story of her first days in, in news, and it's just you kind of pinch yourself when you're like, they're being awarded, you know, the, the Hall of Fame status here, and, and it, it's not lost on them. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famers, by the way. That's right. First really? ballot. First ballot. <laughs> he has no idea. I mean, he has no idea. That was good. Uh, before we go, you guys may, may remember a few months back, I was in uh, Beijing for the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. And because I always think of you, right? I sent <laughs> or you, a producer tells I, you to. I sent you guys a little souvenir. <laughs> I sent you some postcards. 
And apparently they arrived yesterday. Is this yesterday. for real? This oh, is real. Wait, it just arrived? Two months. It took two months wow. from Beijing. No way. So, yeah. So, it's oh, Tuesday. I think it said Tuesday. But you know what the thought is there? The thought, it's a thought that Wait, counts. Are we going to read the, that Can we read these on well, air? I just want to make sure they're, okay, yeah. Are they all here? I mean, oh, there's Alice. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. There's Dylan. Oh, look at yay. that. Wow. I actually remember See, writing those. See, people, people write to me and they say, why are you so mean to Craig all the time? You're, you know, you're always picking on Craig and you're always, like, just so mean to Craig. Dylan, happy Olympics. I miss you, dot, 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 sort of. It's <laughs> <laughs> self, uh, self-defense. What, what what Mine says, Al, these games weren't the same without you. Love you, brother. Oh, <laughs> See, Al gets a nice one. Mine is S. Jones. You be you in 22. I'll be me in 23. <laughs> <laughs> you were proud of that, weren't you? <laughs> For those who don't you, understand, Chanel always has a has a, an uplifting message. Yes, you know what mine is this year. What is it? Watch what I'm gonna do in 2022. <laughs> do you ever do anything? <laughs> And now you wonder why people are asking. You've got a lot more ahead on the third hour of today. Up next, a look at tonight's all new Dateline episode about the Betsy Faria murder case. New developments and brand new interviews shared with the one, the only Keith Morrison who's been covering it all. Look, Keith is thinking, I think there could be a murder here. <laughs> he joins us Could with be. a sneak peek. <laughs> Third hour of today, I'll be right back. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed this morning we are catching up with one of dateline nbc's most notorious subjects not saying something oh yeah you might remember arrest for Rhea back in 2013 he was wrongfully convicted for the murder of his wife betsy and was later exonerated then focus quickly shifted to betsy's closest friend pam hupp so many twists so many turns dateline and podcast episodes later this true crime story inspired the nbc limited series called the thing about pam starring renee zellweger as pam well tonight is dateline's sixth episode on the saga that started with one murder then to a second and possibly a third 
all with Pam somehow connected. Take a look. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here she is, the real Pam Hupp. The story that began in Little Troy, Missouri, not far from St. Louis, when a man named Russ Faria arrived home to discover the body of his wife, Betsy. I just got home from a friend's house, and my wife, my wife. Stabbed 56 times. Russ quickly became the prime suspect, in part because of what Pam Hupp was telling police. He's very degrading to her, and he makes comments about how much money he'll have after she's gone. Police looked at Russ from the beginning, but Pam Hupp's stories helped convict him. And after Russ was acquitted at a second trial, Pam shot and killed a man in an effort to once again frame Russ. To show that, hey, I had nothing to do with that case, and look how bad he wants me to go down for it. Hmm. Bad enough to hire somebody to kill me. And then there was a strange and untimely death of Pam's mother. Strange events, but not a static story. There have been, as we say, developments. We have filed uh, murder charges in the first degree against Pamela Hupp in the stabbing death of Betsy Faria. Pam has pleaded not guilty. The Real People in the Dateline True Crime Story, number one podcast, and hit NBC miniseries have new things to share, including Mariah, Betsy's daughter, speaking to Dateline for the first time. I've never experienced loss before my mom. And prosecutor Leah Askey, whose work on the case got her thrown out of office in a county election. They act like I have horns and I just came out after this guy. And that's not what occurred at all. And now... You still believe he's guilty, don't you? So what's the thing about Pam? People are dead. And the story isn't over. Quite the rest. Okay. Well, joining us now, I am fully in here, is the man who's followed this story from the beginning. Dateline's Keith Morrison, the man with the voice. Good morning to you. Hey, Keith. Keith. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing good. Uh, first, we have to ask, you know, what do you make of the audience reaction uh, to this story? I mean, the, the miniseries was phenomenal. Uh, Renee did such a fantastic job transforming into Pam. What do you make of it, Keith? She really did. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, they, they put their tongue firmly in their cheek to do this. Uh, it, it, it takes a kind of a scappish attitude toward, the, uh, toward this very serious story. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I think that's probably the way it needed to be done. Um, I'm glad it did well. I thought that they were, um, you know how, how these, um, these scripted series will say it's based on a true story? Mm -hmm. Well, it's pretty darn close to the yeah. true story. Yeah. I think they were careful about staying as close as they could. And Keith, yeah. you said this, the story's not over. So what, where are the, the actual people in the story now? I mean, what, what's happening? <laughs> Developments continue. Uh, well, uh, Pam uh, has been charged with the murder of Betsy Faria now, and that trial is uh, upcoming. Mm. Uh, an investigation is continuing into the death of, of Pam's mother. Uh, Pam was the last person with her before uh, she somehow went off her balcony and wound up uh, mm. with 14 times a dose of Ambien in her system and uh, dead on her, on her lawn. Mm. Uh, so that sort of thing is continuing. Uh, Leah Askey is finally speaking up, as you saw, 
And we had a fascinating conversation, went on for over three hours, hmm. uh, some of which we'll be able to put on television tonight. <laughs> In fact, Keith, you're, you're going to be, we, as you mentioned, you're going to be talking with uh, Leah Askey. It's the first time she's, she's spoken. Yeah. Uh, in that conversation, what, what surprised you when, you when you actually got to sit down with her? Well, you know, you, you, you kind of expect after all of this time has gone by and these new developments have occurred and uh, information has emerged that maybe wasn't available in the same way before, that perhaps uh, there would be a kind of a change of attitude and about the case. Um, I, I'm not sure there has been. She still thinks um, the husband you know, did we it? Had a, we had a lovely conversation, mm -hmm. but... Well, you'll have to you'll have to see. But oh. um, and, and do you it's think it's fascinating how, how Keith, her opinion? Keith, do you has think been, there'll be a second series? Solid. You think there'll be a second series since there's so much still to to cover? Maybe. <laughs> you know, I would have said no, but we have now. This would be our sixth time wow. to put this uh, story on television uh, tonight, and and it's fresh, it's new. I mean, yeah, all mm -hmm. of this is. Pretty much new yeah. stuff. People wow. are intrigued the, in, by real life, yeah. sometimes more than fiction. Thank you, Keith. It's the best. Uh, thanks yes. for joining us. Oh, the, it's, the, it's very true. Yeah, yeah, The Real Thing About Pam airs tonight at 9, 8 central right here on NBC. And all six episodes of the scripted miniseries inspired by these events are available on Peacock from our parent company, NBC Universal. All right, still ahead from true crime to a murder mystery. Actors Hugh Laurie, Lucy Boynton, and Will Poulter join us live. They are here in studio. I couldn't be more excited. And we're going to talk to them about their new take on an Agatha Christie classic. But first, an important discussion about finding faith as millions get ready to celebrate Easter and Passover. We'll be right back. For Christians, today is Good Friday leading into Easter Sunday. And for Jews, tonight begins the holiday of Passover. After a challenging few years, now is a more important time than ever to talk about our faith and the holidays and what they mean to us. And here to help us talk about that is Rabbi Rachel Ain from Sutton Place Synagogue and Reverend Eva Suarez, the Associate Rector at St. James Episcopal Church, both in New York and in full disclosure, my, <laughs> my, my pastor and uh, my spiritual advisor. It's good to see both. Both of you. So, so we've got uh, Easter and Passover kind of, uh, we'll get Good Friday and Passover coming together. Uh, Rabbi, what can we learn from both holidays that have, a, have an overlap? Mm. Well, as we were talking about before, it's also Ramadan. So mm. we have this opportunity of three holidays, each uniquely celebrating their own faith and in the context of saying, how can we be better? What should we be learning? What stories are essential to who we are and how do we grow as people? Mm. You just celebrated uh, Palm Sunday. This Sunday is Easter. What do you think uh, this week will mean for you personally? Um, this week is so interesting because it gives you a chance to sort of slow down and go through this last week of Jesus's life day by day. And we ask people to do sort of interesting things like parade through the park, waving palm branches. And last night we washed each other's feet in memory mm. of how Jesus did that at the Last Supper. And so I think in doing these sort of deliberately strange things, we get to think about what it means to serve one another, to love one another. What does power mean? What, what is greatness? Because that's really what's at the heart of this story. And, and I think at a time like this, Rabbi, we can maybe hopefully use this as a moment of unification as mm -hmm. opposed to separation. 
Sure. Well, certainly the Passover story talks about going from slavery to freedom, from pain to joy, from degradation to redemption. And there is a lot of pain in our world. And the question is, how do we begin to see the joy? How do we help people move? I recently was in Poland on the Ukrainian border, seeing people at this moment of coming out of deep pain and watching the best of humanity at a time when things are so hard. So my hope this Passover is that each of us can understand what our story is and help others find a way to be free. Mm, can you talk about faith and the meaning of faith in these times, especially when people feel so unsettled? Well, I think Rabbi Ain said it beautifully, that movement from um, pain into joy. And I think we know from our own lives that that's not always, you know, a linear path. And I think um, both of these stories, and, um, you know, I'm uniquely interested in the one about Jesus, but it's, it's moving from... Um, what seems about the worst thing that could ever happen to what seems so good that it can't be believed. Mm. And I think um, the way we see this story is that Jesus is with us at every point. And so that there's no place in that where we're alone. And so the fact that we do these traditions together means that we are never alone. So when we're going through what is the hardest parts of our lives and what are the most joyful, we share in that Not together. Yeah. Yeah, Rabbi, how do you answer people who say, when you were just in Ukraine, you've seen these atrocities, you, you, you've been as close to it as, more than, than we have. Uh, the, how does God allow things like mm -hmm. this to happen? How do we, how do we square this? So for good and for bad, I believe deeply in free will and that we have the opportunity to act in God's ways in the best of times. And often people take God's words and, and turn them on the, their head in the way they shouldn't be. But when we see people feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, bringing people out to freedom, I actually see God working in the world. And each of us can be partners in, in that and making the world a better place. Wow. Well, Rabbi Ain and uh, Reverend Suarez, I'll see you on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful Passover mm -hmm. and, a, and a great Easter. And we have much more ahead to help you celebrate the holidays with some festive recipes. But first, a new miniseries you do not want to miss. We are catching up with the stars of the show, actors Lucy Boynton, Will Poulter, and Hugh Laurie, who had a childhood crush that may have just led him to this project. Mm. That's what we heard. We'll talk about it when we come right back. We are so excited this morning because we have a trio of talent from across the pond. Actor Hugh Laurie, perhaps you've heard of him. He won two <laughs> Golden Globes for that eight-year run on House. Lucy Boynton wowed us as Freddie Mercury's fiance in Bohemian Rhapsody, and Will Poulter is known for hit films like Where the Millers. Well, now, now they're all starring in a new three-part adaptation of, of the Agatha Christie book, Why Didn't They Ask Evan? The story centers around character Bobby Jones, played by Will, who discovers a man injured at the foot of a cliff, and the mystery just starts there. They're coming. Hope is coming. Why didn't they ask Evans? Oh, Hugh, Lucy, and Will join us now this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good it's morning. so nice to have you here. And, and Hugh, I just have to start with you because I feel like with House, I just have to, I just have to gush over you because before like streaming was a thing and before binge watching was a thing. I it mean, was a very House long was time always, ago. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it was always on my TV. Oh, so it's well, just so nice you. to meet you in person. And thank then you. when I find out you're a huge Agatha Christie fan, I too am an Agatha Christie fan. So it's just well. This was meant yeah. to be. This was this meant, to, meant be. to be, yes. Exactly. So, sorry about that. But being an Agatha Christie fan, how, is that why you wanted to get on board and, and write and direct this? It was, uh, well, yes. I mean, generally, I, I, I love 
Agatha Christie, who doesn't? But this particular story was is always been in my mind and heart. I, uh, uh, it's a story. Uh, there's just such a beautiful uh, plot device in it, which is always makes me shiver when I think of it. And I also just love the characters, the characters that Will and Lucy play. Um, I just adored uh, from a very early age, and I always had at the back of my mind that this would be a fun thing to try and mm -hmm. do, put on the screen. Was Frankie your first crush? She was. <laughs> she was. How did you know that? Yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> I actually, as a, as a young lad, um, I completely lost my heart to Frankie Derwent. Um, I didn't tell Lucy that straight away because <laughs> I thought that might be a little bit creepy and, and maybe too much pressure. Lucy, well, pressure. But, she, but she knows it now, and I think is sort of. You're I okay share the crush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You share the yeah. crush. Yeah. I mean, not to give away too much, but in, in the in the show, your characters—they're not detectives; they're solving this case as amateurs. And we were just talking about this Dateline episode that's running tonight. Crime podcasts are wild, like right. true crime yeah. is wild. Do you think there's something for true crime fans in this show? Yeah, absolutely, and mm. I think that's the point. I've got to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes is the answer, but I think because, yeah, uh, amateur is definitely the operative word there. <laughs> they are uh, attempting the sleuthing for the first time, and so I think that's really enjoyable for the audience to kind of be piecing it together in real time with them. Mm -hmm. And it's got that quick wit, too, that's, you know, so famous with Agatha Christie. Did What, what was it like for you, you know, having been directed by Hugh Laurie? I mean, what, what was the, the set like for you? Well, we couldn't really have been in better, better hands in that, in that respect. He's got mm -hmm. to say that. Because <laughs> you're sitting here. It's I'm the truth. Here. It's the truth. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole career of Hugh's work to prove it, so you don't have to take it from me. But, um, and that was also a lovely thing, you know, when we came across the script. It was kind of, you know, infused with this, with this comedy and this quick wit, and it was so much fun to, to play that mm -hmm. on, on set. Well, one of the things we've discovered here in just the last five minutes is that Lucy's legit funny. Like, so, <laughs> so it wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't a stretch go. for you. Thanks, guys. It Thanks. wasn't yeah. a stretch at all. Is it, is it true that some of the costumes that we see from in the show have found their way to your closet? Is that... Is that, how are you, you going to handle that? I've decided to just come clean at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you stole the costumes? Bit of bit of mine, a little bit of Bobby's. Good. Oh, you took Bobby's well, costumes Somebody's too. finally you know using what? the word stole. <laughs> we traffic in truth here. Yeah, exactly. It was just my enthusiasm. You know, Laura yeah. Smith, our costume designer, just brilliant. So I just continued that appreciation of the costumes at home. <laughs> Is my party line. <laughs> so did you always have the intention to act in this as well? Or did you just... Initially, want to write, direct, uh, and let it yeah, No, initially, it. yes, I wanted to sort of stay behind the mm -hmm. camera because it is tricky to be doing both things at once. You, you've got half an eye on, well, half an eye on yourself. That, that can't be right. Can <laughs> we know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, in the end, uh, you know, I was there. Mm -hmm. the, the hat fitted. Um, <laughs> I thought, well, it's going to save her. It's going to save her. A train fare. So oh, I'm, that's true. I'll, yeah. Before <laughs> we let you go, we, we we have to add. I mean, this well, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. What's it like being a part of that franchise? It's I, I'm embarrassed to even talk about it because I literally can't say anything, unfortunately. But <laughs> of um, you can. but it is it's it's very fun, um, and I'm very lucky to be doing it. But but honestly, like thrilled to be reunited with, with these two and and, and and talking about this project because it's really close to our heart. See what he did there? Yeah. See the pivot he made? Oh, yeah. Nice. So so nice. I think Marvel teaches <laughs> yeah. you how to do that. <laughs> He's been to Marvel school. Yes. Talk about the movie, they take your soul. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
guys, thank you so much for being here. The the movie is, are we calling it a movie or is it a series? Uh, it's or a series. It's, it's a three-episode series, series yeah. right? Yeah. Mini-series. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's fantastic. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. Why Didn't They Ask? Evans is available now on the British streaming service BritBox. And next on the third hour, a festive Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer is going to join us with easy muffin tin recipes for Easter and Passover. And then get ready to see some serious moves. That's over We're not talking about us. We are lacing up our roller skates on the ring with the singer Usher. He's a great roller skater. All right, we'll be right back. Look at that. Yeah! This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back with a holiday edition of Superfood Friday. As so many of us get ready to celebrate Easter and Passover this weekend. Today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer is here sharing not one but two recipes to cover each holiday. Joy, good to see you. Happy, Have a good Passover. I know it's coming up. Oh, thanks so much, Alan. Yeah, we have two super fun, super yummy recipes. And I'm going to start with Easter. We are going to make these adorable Easter bunny egg cups. Ooh. And so the, the first thing I did, because I wanted to incorporate a lot of nutrition, mm -hmm. I sauteed some onion and bell pepper, nice. got them nice and soft and got a lot of the water out. And really, mm -hmm. you can use any veggies that you want. And if you have finicky eaters, you could skip the veggies as well. Then we let that cool and we make the egg mixture. Mm -hmm. So here I have a dozen eggs. I like to lighten it up. So I did a mix of eight whole large eggs mm -hmm. and four whites. But like, you know, everyone is the boss of their sauce and sure. they can use whatever combo that they want. To make that egg mixture extra creamy, a little bit of light sour cream or okay. Greek yogurt. And then whatever herbs you have in the fridge. I had some basil mm -hmm. and some salt and some pepper. Now I'm adding in all of those yummy veggies nice right into too. the mix. Yes, I call this nutrition confetti. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin C, lots of flavor, antioxidants. And now to cheese or not to cheese? I um, say cheese. Again, I say cheese too. Is there really an option here, Al? No. So I'm putting in some cheddar. And what I generally like to do, I'm going to put the whole thing in here, is mm -hmm. normally I would put half in and then I would leave half to put on the top. Mm -hmm. And then this would go, you have two options here. I'm going to move this over to the side. This would either go into your muffin tin right. and you could make perfect little Easter frittata muffins that'll be a sure thing on your brunch spread or... Senior producer extraordinaire, Ali Markowitz, sent me 
this TikTok trend to try out to turn them into bunny shapes. And I think you're going to get a kick out of this. So basically what you do is you take, you, you put in your batter and right. it's very important. I lined three paper liners because you need a lot of sturdiness. Okay. You take tin foil about an inch and a half across, six inches down. You smush them into little balls. And then after the batter is already in, you see, I put a little bit of cheese on top. You're going to place three strategically at 12 o'clock, then at 10 o'clock, and at 2 o'clock. And you pop these in the oven. Oh, I get it. 350. Yeah, just for about 20 to 25 minutes. Al, these are so flippin' adorable. And then, so it comes out like this. And then what I've done is just for the decor, I used rosemary for little whiskers. Aww. I used a little piece of olive for the nose and That's then cute. sunflower seeds. Very nice. Isn't now you've so got cute? you've got uh, some matcha brie muffins. Matcha bry, brie bry, muffins. I'm sorry, so, brie. Ali Markowitz so just got in my ear and said brie. <laughs> so so in my house, like my mom, we think she's world famous for her matcha brie. And matcha brie is basically um, fried matzah. You let matzah soak an egg and then uh-huh. you put all sorts of different mix-ins in and you fry it up like a great big pancake uh-huh. on the skillet. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to make scrumptious muffins and these really hit the spot. I start with five pieces of whole wheat matzah. If you can't find whole wheat, you can go with the regular white. Mm-hmm. And I basically crunch them and up. And these aren't egg matzahs. These are regular plain old matzah. Any matzo will work. Okay. Any matzo will work. Because then what I'm doing is you see that I'm crunching them here. And mm-hmm. what happens is the whole wheat brings the extra fiber. Right. And then I add a little bit of water on top and I let it soak yep. for about, see this, for okay. about two minutes. Then you want to drain it off. And now I'm adding in some egg. Yeah. I'm adding in a little bit of butter. If people want to skip the butter, you can use a neutral oil mm-hmm. like um, avocado oil or grapeseed oil. Now I have loads of chopped apple because this is going to be a sweet oh, cinnamon okay. apple maple version. A little bit of maple syrup. We've got cinnamon because cinnamon makes everything a little bit better. Little and vanilla. some salt. Vanilla extract for the win. And then you mix this up and I'm going to show you what this looks like. Ow. Oh my goodness. We cannot get enough of these. And I also have a savory version Mm -hmm. that I'm going to show on Instagram. Joy, those look fantastic. Thanks so much. You have a great holiday. We can't wait to see you here in the studio. That's what we're looking forward to. And I'm wishing everybody a wonderful, loving Easter and happy Passover. Thanks so much, Al. Okay, take care, Joy. For these recipes, we love you too. Head to today.com slash food. Coming up, a little skating competition. Craig, Dylan, and Chanel have laced up, and they are ready to join me in a skating competition. Although, I will be judging. I will not be reveals. Third hour of today, right after this, it's Starlight Express. (laughs) 
we are here on the iconic Rockefeller skating ice rink, but today we are rolling out a new look. In L.A. in 1979, Ian Flipper Ross opened Flipper's Boogie Palace, a roller rink known as Studio 54 on Wheels. Well, fast forward to today, his daughter, fashion model Liberty Ross, <laughs> is helping to turn the Rockefeller Center ice rink into a roller rink, and we are joined by music star Usher, a partner in Flipper's, and performed a routine last night at the grand opening party and now they are back for some more fun here on, I guess we can't call it the, well I guess you can call it the rink. Call it an ice rink but just a, just a <laughs> ring yeah so so what are folks going to experience when they come down here well the history uh, but more than anything uh, an amazing time right yeah smiles forever yeah. smiles for miles what's the what's the vibe of this this thing well it depends on who's rolling <laughs> You know, but the, the purpose and point is to really bring an incredible energy. Uh, and I'm really so happy to be a part of the legacy of their family's uh, roller rink. And, this is it. You're, so you're continuing yeah. the legend. Yeah. yeah, it's so exciting. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna kick this third hour roller skating ex extravaganza competition off. Yeah. We've decided to pair each of our anchors, Dylan, uh -oh. Chanel, and Craig. Craig, uh oh. With, uh, uh, so the, they've got a principal skater from the Flippers community. You guys ready? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. First up, we've got Craig Melvin and the co-president of the Central Park Skate Association, Lena Davis, uh, and then we've also got Chanel and the incredible. Ishmael, Ishmael Alvarado. Ishmael. They call me yeah. call me Ishmael. Last but not least, Dylan Dreyer and Dirty Deborah. Yeah. Okay, so let's start it off. Craig, you Here guys start first. Get some music or do we just do now, I think we're I think, scoring this thing, right? Yeah, we're scoring. We're scoring, all right. We're scoring. Here we go. Okay. Make it good, y'all. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Let's see what our judges think. Okay. Okay. Right. That was good. It was we didn't fall. We didn't fall. No, not at all. Ten. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with the ten. Let's go with, let's go with the ten. Ten. Yes. All right. Next up, Chanel. Chanel, who's your partner? My partner is Ishmael. Ishmael. All right, Ishmael. All right. Hit it. Till we crank up the music. That's go. right. That got a 101 to me. Yeah. And now, last but not least, Dylan and Dirty Deborah. Dirty Deborah. It's, it's Triple D. Oh. Here we go. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think I did that. Uh. Ten. Yes. Everybody gets a trophy. I love it. Everybody fell. That's it. And nobody got hurt. You know what? We, our hearts are ready for something like this. Yeah. yeah. And the crowd is so It's a great workout. It's yeah. everything you need. This is going to be a dream. Oh, sure, yeah. Liberty is a dream. Yeah. Thank you so much. There you go. Yeah. Very exciting. This is great. So Thanks good. For By the way, tickets. Everybody oh, yeah. Can get them. Yeah, for Flipper's Roller Boogie Palace start at 20 bucks. For adults, it's just $12 for kids under 15, not including your skate rentals. And you can skate right here through October. So let's yeah. make it. Yeah. No one fell. Everyone's no one okay. Fell. We're good. Nobody fell. Hey, bud. I love it. Usher, where, 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 what's happening? Uh, my residency starts this year. Too, in July. Vegas. In Vegas. Oh, the yeah. Yes. What, what's your hotel? Yeah, uh, the, the MGM Grand. Yeah, All, right. All right. Don't be loud. Sorry. All right. Hey. <laughs> We're coming to Vegas. 
That's right. Going on right yes. back after this. We are. We are. We're making it happen. Woo. I'll teach you how to play crap. I would love it. Presidency MGM Park in Las Vegas. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.